Welcome to the Candid with Kibo podcast, where I am your podcast host, Chelsea Akibo Betts. On the Candid with Kibo podcast, I have the candid adulting conversations that you wish somebody had with you. On the Candid with Kibo podcast, I'm going to share a candid moment. All right, so for my Candy with Kibo moment this week, um, I'm just going to go ahead and share um, a couple of things that I saw from um, We The Urban's Instagram page. Um, they're actually a Black-owned digital platform celebrating inclusive, inclusivity, self-love, and marginalized voices. So I really love this page, um, and they be posting the truth all the time. But yes, I thought that this would be very beneficial to share, and it says nine things to do in 2021. Um, one of them is to go to therapy this year. It's time to heal. Um, the second one, and this was actually my favorite one, um, but it says stop having relationship problems with people you're not in relationships with. I think that's super self-explanatory um, and it helps you um, prioritize, you know, where you want to focus your relationship energy, especially if you're not in one and you feel like it's tug of war going on or toxic things happening. This also helps with your friendships as well. Like, you know, you shouldn't have friendship drama with people you're not currently doing life with. So that's a good guide right there. Hope that helps you. <laughs> um, and then the next one that I really liked was stop measuring days by degree of productivity and start experiencing them by degree of presence. Y'all know that I always... Um, I always talk about being present. So um, being present is more important than showing how busy you are. Essentially, that's kind of how I um, interpreted that. Another one that I liked was stop chasing people who are fine with losing you. Um, and I do think that is uh, some of my there were nine things that they had actually posted, but those were some of my favorite ones. Um, this podcast is going to go at length about what, you know, some of my tips for 2021. So I'm not going to make this candy with Kibo moment long, um, but I hope that some of those quotes from the We the Urban Instagram page um, encourages you uh, this year um, and helps you set your priorities and what you want to focus on. All right. Hey guys. So if you are listening to this podcast, um, we are in the new year. Happy 2021. Happy new year. And I pray that your year is nothing um, with like, I don't want to say nothing like last year because good things happened last year, but I hope it's not as unpredictable um, as it was last year. And I hope that this year you can actually um, plan things a little better. Um, you know, with the pandemic going on, it's kind of still hard. Um, but yeah, I do wish everybody that's listening this, listening to this, um, a fruitful 2021, an abundant 2021, um, a prosperous 2021. So go ahead and claim all of that. Um, and even with that being said, like the way, the, the kind of words that you speak, the positive and negative words um, do have uh, everlasting impact. So go ahead and speak um, positive things. Um, it doesn't mean you're ignoring any uh, ignoring any of the bad things that have happened or not acknowledging them, not acknowledging them. But you are um, speaking life into yourself. Um, and from that, you actually see, you know, these things um, possibly take place in your life. So um, for this podcast, I just wanted to go ahead and um, leave with you guys a couple of things that I think uh, can help you improve in many areas um, in a good way to set your year, um, set start and set your new year. 
uh, maybe some things that we're leaving behind or some, you know, new things that we're picking up and adding to our tool belt. So um, I believe it was like two years ago, my pastor, um, he preached a new year, uh, new year service or like maybe the Sunday after the first Sunday of the year, actually. And something that um, he said was, you know, when you are, uh, you know, planning for your new year, go ahead and split the year like you would in seasons. It doesn't have to exactly match up with, um, you know, fall, winter, spring, summer, but split your year up like seasons because you cannot uh, tackle all of your goals at the same time. And I realized, hmm, that's a word. <laughs> um, not only is it a word, but um, it's really uh, practical because, you know, sometimes during the new year, we will, you know, start something um, or have a list of things, a, you know, a great 10 to 12 things, you know, or maybe even maybe a little bit less than that. But we have a lot of ideas for the year and without um, a, a goal, without a plan in place, sorry, to attack these goals um, and time management around it. Sometimes if we fail with one, we'll fail with all. So very popular one is like losing weight and if somebody doesn't probably lose the weight they're expecting to or put the um, routine in place for them to be able to lose the weight they're looking for they might just give up on all of their the rest of their goals for the year and as June comes and as September comes you know they've already forgotten about what their focus was you know at the beginning of the year um, and are just focusing on maybe things that are not relevant um, you know that they wanted to focus on that year so I highly suggest that to you, you know, if you have um, something that you want to focus on, my suggestion is to, you know, cut that list down to three or four things. And if it's less, that's okay. That means you'll just spend more time working on those things. Um, but I think realistically, uh, you can improve in three to four areas um, in your life um, with, you know, dedication and focus in a year. It's realistic. Um, and the three to four things are not just something you're speaking into existence, but they have action behind it. And once you develop a plan to attack it with that action, you'll realize, oh, this is a little bit bigger than I you know, anticipated or this comes with more work than I expected. So um, it's very important to go ahead and, um, you know, make the list smaller so that you can actually attack it rather than you having a laundry list of things to do and, you know, that possibly not happening. My three to four things that I wanted to focus on in 2020 was growing my relationship with God, um, starting my podcast, um, having experiencing career growth and or leadership opportunities, and um, lastly, uh, self-care. So with me wanting um, to accomplish those four things, um, I was invited to a vision board party, two vision board parties last year, actually, and um, in the beginning of January. And um, 2020 was the first year that I strayed away from the paper um, vision boards. And I first of all, I encourage you to actually create a vision board. Um, I need to <laughs> do mine as well. But if you haven't already, go ahead and create a vision board. A vision board is just a way of looking at your goals um, for the year and things you want to accomplish, um, things that you hope for. You can use magazines. Um, but I strayed away from the paper because um, in the few times that I've moved, they kind of get messed up um, unless you're going to like frame them. 
and realistically when the year's over I kind of just like put it under my bed (laughs) so um and it's a lot of work to cut out the magazines and hopefully hoping that I see what I want in there but um this year what I did was I did a um what is this thing called a I don't want to say virtual vision board, a digital vision board. That's what I did. Um, so I went on Canva, have a Canva account and, um, I created a vision board of these four areas I just named and had, um, four quadrants. So each quadrant had two or three images to represent what I wanted in that season. And I can definitely say that, um, I think I hit all four areas this year, to be honest. Um, So yeah, if you want to uh, have more accountability, you know, create a visual system for looking at these goals and maybe you could just be writing them out in words and posting it somewhere in your room. Um, But yeah, having it to look at every day is very much of a reminder um, of where you would like to be. So what I did with these images was I created it as my background laptop. So it has background laptop my laptop background it has been my um, laptop background for the past year um, so that I can look at this stuff every day and I use my laptop every day so it's something I'm gonna see and then I created it as my phone um, like the background on my phone as well not like the screen lock but the background I had it as both at one time but I was like I just needed to be on at least one of them so I can see this every day and hold myself accountable and remember where I want to be um, by the end of the year so I encourage that as well So something I saw one of my friends post probably towards, I would say the last half of the, well, last quarter of the year, um, she posted a video on Instagram that really transformed the way I think about, uh, and interact with life. And I'm still actually working on it because I've been more intentional about it. But, um, basically the video was saying, prepare for your life, not your job. And, um, when I saw the video caption, I'm like, this sounds like something cliche. Um, but the person that was speaking, um, definitely like captured my attention. I think it was two or three minutes long, but basically the girl was saying that, um, you know, when we wake up in the morning, um, sometimes we feel like off centered and unbalanced because we literally hop out of the bed, you know, or, you know, dressing or showering, brushing your teeth and you're going to your job. That's what most Americans do. And most people around the world do is they wake up and go to work. And, you know, when you come home, you know, you're tired, you're drained and you, you know, rinse and repeat and basically do that, you know, for, for the rest of your life. And sometimes it, it gets, um, and it, that can become mundane because maybe your career or your job is not where you want to be. So you are taking away from yourself. And she um, listed some things and suggestions that uh, things that you can do. So I'll go ahead and leave that with you guys as well. Um, But basically saying that, yeah, like we're not when you put yourself in a state of waking up and being robotic and going straight to work, you're programming your life to your boss or whoever your employer is instead of, you know, trying to do something for yourself every day, even if it's something small. So um, one of those things are, you know, routines are essential. Um, For me, I'm one of the most organized people on this earth, but I hate routines. Um, I hate routines because uh, they are restrictive sometimes or um, just make me feel like I don't have, um, I like spontaneity. (laughs) And it's weird because spontaneity and organization don't really go together. Um, What that creates room for is... Um, well, this week I'm going to, 
go to the gym uh, three times, but not setting a time to go. So Monday could pass, Tuesday could pass, and I could be like, okay, well, Wednesday I'll go, Wednesday could come, and I'll say, well, I'll go on Thursday. Next thing you know, if I wanted to meet my goal of going to the gym three times a week, I now would have to go Thursday, Friday, and Saturday because I didn't plan it out, and I was just like, mm, we'll go with the flow. So routines shouldn't be seen as something actually restrictive, but they give you more freedom. So I'm trying to see it through that lens because if I say on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm going to go to the gym at 7 a.m. or 7 p.m., once I, you know, meet that time and once I've, you know, fulfilled my commitment to go to the gym, then I have free time to do whatever I want to instead of it hanging over my head like, oh, my gosh, I haven't done this yet. And when am I going to get it done? Um, so routines are very um, essential to you uh, functioning the same way that you, you know, brush your teeth every every day. Um, it's the same way that you should develop a routine that actually becomes a part of you because after a while it won't feel like you're in a routine. It actually has become a part of you, um, your existence. So routines are essential in the morning and if possible in the evening, you know, um, so, uh, maybe before you, um, before you start your day, uh, you can have like a devotional or a meditation, a prayer kind of situation, um, my cousin just got me, uh, the purpose driven life and, um, it's, it's from, um, Rick Warren. I'm trying to read you guys the title. I have the book in front of me. So yeah, it's called the purpose driven life expanded edition. Um, they do have older versions. I don't know if they have a newer version than this, but this edition is called what am, what on earth am I here for? And, um, it's a 40 day, um, devotional basically going to talk to me about like my purpose and why I'm here and get me thinking about that stuff, which is amazing to think about in the morning um, or in the evening, <laughs> whichever one you choose. But um, it's amazing to go ahead and, you know, have your purpose be at the forefront of your mind every day. Um, so, yeah, you can get a devotional book and stuff like that if you don't want to create your own. I think creating your own could be a little bit of work. Um, so you can buy something that has, uh, you know, a devotional in it. Um, another suggestion I would say is, you know, I have a self-care journal that was also gifted to me by my cousin. Um, and you can it has prompts. It's from Target. So it has prompts in there that, that say stuff like build a um, build a a a like a bed sheet for it and just like lay down have fun watch the stars watch the sunrise like it has different things like that where it'll say what did you do for self-care today or what are you going to do for self-care today and then will tell me to you know write what I'm grateful for and stuff like that um I also have a journal prompt um book from Target that I got recently and um like it just said I think one of the prompts basically said something like um, you are, you're going to start a band. Who are the three people you're going to pick? What kind of things are you going to do? Like random stuff like that. Um, it's not real. Like I'm not in a band, but it's making me be, you know, imaginative and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, stuff like that is helpful because I'm, it's just getting you think, thinking in the morning, um, and being creative, uh, get your creative juices flowing and just, you know, also waking your brain up as you have physically just woken up. So that's something else that I would, um, you know, it's a suggestion I would add to your routine. You can also journal about whatever you're feeling and stuff like that. Um, and these things can be interchanged between your morning routine or your evening routine, routine whatever works better for you. Um, To-do lists are the next thing that um, are very, I would say, paramount to me um, is monthly to-do lists, weekly to-do lists, and daily to-do lists. 
Um, I've kind of arranged my desk in my room in a way where I, I have all of that set up. Um, so I have uh, two dry erase boards. Um, my cousin gift, one of my cousins gifted me uh, this for uh, like Christmas. So what I was doing before is I have like the notepad that says to do list. So if I am not home and I'm somewhere else getting some work done or something else, then I'll take that with me for physical copy. But um, what I'll do is I'll use the dry erase board so I can erase it um, as I go throughout the day and actually watch things disappear from my to-do list. Um, I also have another board with monthly things to keep in mind because I don't want to write them every day. Um, so if I need to follow up, basically follow up items, if I need to follow up with maybe a bank dispute or I need to follow up with something in a month because it needs to be done but not need to be done right now, I'll write that down so I can see that every day and possibly plug it into my calendar to remind me. Um, and then I also have the weekly to-do lists like, you know, I need to get my groceries done every Saturday and I need to do laundry every week. Um, and I need to do my household chores and I need some meal prep. So uh, those things as well, um, those things might change sometimes um, in addition to like my housely duties or chores and stuff like that. But I highly recommend, um, you know, getting a to do list because there's nothing worse than saying you're going to get something done, but not actually writing it down to see what you have to get done or trying to like approach it um, from knowing when it needs to get done. And um Lastly, I would say like maybe a monthly review of, um, well, not lastly, but a monthly review of things such as your budget, uh, goals, and your progress with both of those items. Um, and I'm, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, but actually, I would say the last thing is to organize your space and clean your space. Um, now, I don't believe in like sage and all of that stuff. <laughs> um, I'm a Christian and I just, I don't like, I'm not going to really go deep into it, but I don't. Uh, use those things to cleanse my space. I, I'm talking about physically cleaning your space, making sure it's dusted, um, you know, wiping down surfaces, vacuuming or mopping your area, organizing closets, um, drawers, stuff like that. Um, so I think for me, um, having a clean space uh, is helpful for my thinking because if I don't have a clean area, I, I, for me, I'm, I'm very much of a neat freak. So if I don't have a clean car or if I don't have a clean desk, if I don't have a, uh, like my bed is made every single morning, even if I'm staying home, it doesn't matter. Once I walk into my room and the bed is messy, I feel messy. I feel disorganized. I feel disheveled. So, um, I think that sometimes if you clean your space, you know, regularly, um, that can help to, you know, you feeling like Ooh, I can breathe or I can, you know, make you feel a little bit more confident to get things done. So, yeah, um, so every day that you wake up, um, prepare for your life and not your job um, because your job can change or situations and circumstances can change, especially that we learned in 2020. Things can change. So you want to have these things that you do for yourself every day that make you happy. Um, and then it will give you that energy and fuel you need to go to your place of employment or if you go to school. Um, you'll feel energized rather than feeling drained because you neglected yourself um, in the morning and in the evening. Um, something else I would add to evening routine, however you decide to uh, dedicate it is, you know, um, having the, if you have an iPhone, like there's a downtime. So you might, um, I set up a bedtime on my phone. Do I follow it every day? No, um, because sometimes my, like, I, I don't need it to be so strict as long as I'm trying to get seven to eight hours of sleep. That's what I'm more so focused on. Um, 
But yeah, having the downtime on your phone um, where, you know, you you things are going on, do not disturb. That's my favorite button on the phone. Do not disturb because um, you can be working in the middle of something and get a phone call or a text and it just completely distracts you and shift your mind. And when you're done, you might not even remember what you were doing. Um, or you might not have the focus to continue what you were doing. So I highly recommend, um, you know, an evening routine, um, you know, a time to turn off the, the TV, um, a time to turn off the electronics. Um, and something I actually am going to start implementing this year is putting my phone on the other side of the room. I need to do that. Um, because it is my alarm clock as well. So I would just like to have that be on the opposite side of me and not like be tempted to scroll before I go to bed. Um, and not looking at my phone as soon as I wake up and stuff like that. So um, that is something that I recommend to like wind down in the evening. So I'm going to go ahead and transition into some um, productivity apps that have helped me. And I think that could be a benefit um, to you in some way. So one of those apps for me is um, Google Calendar. This is actually my favorite app in the world. <laughs> Something so simple, but is so life-giving. Um, my cousin, Kim, uh, I think two or three years ago, she we planned, this is before we lived together, we planned to get something done and sis sent me a calendar invite. And I was like, why so formal? <laughs> um, at the time I had... A planner um, or yeah like a uh, yeah a planner I had a planner and I would write down my commitments in my book um, what I came to find out though was maybe after two or three months um, it wasn't the most productive way for me to find out real-time things that I was doing so let's say I went out to dinner with someone or like with a friend or I was at church or someone asked me if I was available on X Y and Z date I would then say oh wait um, can I get back to you tomorrow because I have to go home and check my planner my planner was not on me 24 7 and that's not a bad thing I think that you just tracking your daily activity and things you have to do was good in the first place but it wasn't effective for me because now I had to rely on my memory is terrible there may be times I may even repeat things on the podcast I probably said in other episodes because I genuinely cannot remember if I said it already um, but now I have to rely on my memory uh, to go home and do that task and maybe I might not remember that night I remember I might remember two nights from that night and then the person is waiting on me to get back to them and then I'm like oh, okay I'm available on this date so I switched over to Google Calendar um, and in fact, most of the people I do life with actually use Google Calendar as well. So it makes things very easy. Um, I use my Google Calendar for everything. Um, one of those things is my bills. Um, I have them because you could color code things and you can sync your Google Calendar. I use the Google Calendar app. And then there's also um, a way that you can sync your Google Calendar with your iPhone calendar. But that's not as helpful for me because what happens is I just see gray dots all over my calendar and it doesn't show me what I have to do um, and it doesn't have colors on it and I have to click the dots. So like if you had an iPhone calendar and Gmail was synced with it, if I had something to do every day or whatever, I would just see gray, gray dots on every single day, not knowing <laughs> what that means. But if I have my Google Calendar app on my phone, I can see that, oh, on Monday I said like my rent was due you know, I had to do this for someone else, like do something for someone else. I had to record a podcast episode or edit a podcast episode. Like I can see the the times, the days and the colors of what things mean. Like if money is coming in my account or like a payday or something, I put green 
for that because it's helpful to plan sometimes around your payday or like know, you know, when like bills are due and when your payday is. I think those are very important things. I don't want to be like trying to brainstorm when those dates are in my mind. Um, So I'm going to use my calendar to do that. I also use my Google calendar to make appointments with people. So if I plan to hang out with a friend, um, whether they use Google calendar or not, it's fine. I'll, I'll send an invite if they have Gmail. If they don't have it, I'll still put it on my calendar so that I'm accountable for where I'm going to be on said date and said time. And you can plug in the address. You can add in notes. If you're going to a restaurant, you can probably um, plug in the menu, like the link to the menu. So it's really helpful. Um, and my Google calendar is also integrated with Waze. So as soon as the address gets put into my um, Google calendar, when I'm leaving the house, I don't even have to go to a navigation app. I just press the address and it takes me straight to Waze and I'm on my way. So very, 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 very helpful. (laughs) Um, I highly recommend using the app. Um, it's been years that like, I feel like everyone has had that date in their life where they were supposed to be somewhere and completely forgot because they didn't put it in their calendar. It's been years that that has happened to me because I have utilized my Google calendar. Um, also (laughs) as I'm rapping about this calendar, um, your Gmail, like anything that you register for, I mean, 2020 did not really have that many events, but before 2020 happened in the years prior to which I was using this app, Anytime I'd register for an event on with my Gmail um, email address, um, it would automatically show up on my calendar. So if I bought an Eventbrite ticket, boom, it recognized the at gmail.com on my email and sent it immediately to my calendar. So there was nothing else for me to do. So, yeah, um, I hope that that convinces you <laughs> this is not sponsored, but I absolutely love the app. Um, it's it's just helpful for real time. So, yeah, my next um productivity app I would say is Google Drive um I use this I have it on my phone but more so in terms of app I mean just using it in general on my computer so um I organize a lot of things on my app uh on my g g oh my gosh (laughs) I utilize a lot of things on my Google Drive and um for example for my podcast like I have folders of the seasons episodes uh topics I want to talk about or guests I want to have on I have all of those things organized in there. Um, I do have a folder on my phone sometimes that I utilize for that, but broad, like not on a bigger scale, I definitely use um, the drive because it's easier to go ahead and make documents that way um, rather than just having like a mind mapping session. So I absolutely um, recommend Google Drive. I think Google Drive gives you 15 gigabytes for free, but I pay $1.99 a month because I have uh, more information than the 15 gigabytes that they're allotting me. And it gives me a hundred gigabytes, um, for that like price. An alternative to that, um, to Google drive is if you got a, I don't know if y'all got MacBooks, but those things have no space on them. So I also have an external hard drive in addition to that, but just a place where you can store things. Um, and you know, Accept, um, have access to them 24 7 um, I mean Google Drive works better for that but if you wanted to you know have it be be more secure or whatever you can do that on your um, hard drive so um, I had already talked about the Google Calendar and the Google syncing with the calendar the next thing um, is Google Keep and the iPhone Notes app Y'all probably going to start saying like, with all this Google, like you don't have an Android. No, I don't have an Android. (laughs) Um, But I um, discovered this app called Google Keep. And 
I'm not gonna lie, um, I haven't used it in a while because iPhone has updated their apps to be more interactive. Um, but before iPhone um, Notes app became interactive, I was using Google Keep. So Google Keep is also another Google, um, like more apps and stuff that you can see like from your drive and stuff like that. Um, and basically I can separate, I used to separate, um, I used to separate things on my phone that way. So I'm going to go ahead and go to the app now. And basically what I was doing was I had stuff for like my 25th birthday last, well, not last year, the year before last year, church messages. Um, I have, uh, a hair business. So like any ideas I had with that podcast, um, restaurants I wanted to check out, self-care activities. I also used to track my time off work, um, with this app. And then I had like a wish list on here. So, um, yeah, I used to just create those labels and they became folders. And from those folders, I could create notes within the folder, highlight things, change the, um, used to be able to change the background color. iPhone can't do that, but I used to like, if I wanted to make the note pink or blue, I could do stuff like that. Um, but I would also say that iPhone, um, notes app can also do basically a lot of things that this app could do. So I don't really use it anymore. Um, I like categorizing my ideas and thoughts into folders. So it's helpful that way you can change the font, you can add bullet points um, and stuff like that. And um, yeah, so I'd go ahead and recommend using that for productivity. Next, um, I would say this pertains to women, um, is women track your period. <laughs> um, uh, I, <laughs> it's helpful for many reasons. And one of those benefits is I know that when I go to the doctor, they always ask, oh, when was your last, when was the date of your last, um, the start of your last period? And I can just go directly to the app because I genuinely cannot, the date changes every month. I can't remember that off the top of my head every day. Like it's not something I need to memorize. So I'll go to the app and it will tell me, you can go ahead and log in your moods. Um, if you're, you know, experiencing a lot of pain, if you know, your back is hurting, your feet is hurting or whatever is hurting, you can like, there's so many different, um, so many, so many different apps to use it. I think iPhone does it. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of scared to integrate my iPhone with that part of my life. Um, but I have been using this app called period diary. I've been using it for uh, the last seven years, eight years, mm, 2012, what, 2021, 11 years. Clearly I can't do, and I don't even know if that's still right. So from 2012, to 2021 2012 to 2020 is eight years okay so I've been using the app for nine years <laughs> I literally had to write it out because I'm like I don't know like now this 2021 is making things a little bit difficult for me to do math <laughs> but yeah I have been using the app for nine years and it's a lot more interactive than it used to be but anyway um it's, it's especially helpful when you're going to get services done like maybe microblading for your eyebrows or maybe you want to get waxes. It could even be for your eyebrows or other parts of your body, um, facials. Because when you're around your, when you are around the timing of your period and you want to go get these things done, like your body is more, uh, I don't want to say sore. It's just your skin is kind of like more vul vulnerable and like even if you want to get like a tattoo and stuff like that, like things you can experience a high volume of pain because your body is preparing to be on this period, your period and you're trying to do all these other things that already cause pain too. So 
yeah, if you didn't know that, now you know. So go ahead and track your period because it's essential to know, even though, even when it's coming, when you're trying to go somewhere, if you're trying to wear white, stuff like that. So I know you wasn't expecting that, but it's productive. <laughs> um, another thing I would say in terms of productivity apps is news. Um, I've had to limit the amount of news um, that I intake, especially in 2020 because of COVID. Um, I felt like every like 20 or 30 minutes I'm getting even the way they titled the news the article was very anxiety driven um and I was working on my anxiety at the time so um I have the app on my phone I check it periodically I'm not gonna lie I'm one of those people that kind of grab my news from social media or twitter or whatever and will then go and google to find out from um, a trusted source um like associated press and stuff like that um, to see exactly what's going on but when I grew up in my house we watched the news like they were paying us to watch the news um, so now that I'm on my own I'm like no the news is not going to be the soundtrack of my life because I'm not going to have anxiety all the time um, when it's my time to go it's my time to go and I'm not going to let the news you know impact how I'm viewing my life um, but it is still good to know you know what's going on so you know, if you have a news app on your phone or you have a way to track your news, if it's once a week or, you know, twice a month that you want to find out what's going on, like, you know, just have an idea of what's going on and limit your intake if you feel like it's, you know, creating a lot of havoc for you. Um, another productivity app I would say is iPhone reminders. So iPhone reminders for me, to be honest, is a way that I use my daily to-do list and add times on them. Um, so I do have things where like, I'm not a person that has a timestamp on everything. Like I need a little bit of freedom, a lot of freedom actually, but I need to know that it needs to get done today. Um, so if I have, um, somewhere I need to call, like if I need to call the bank or I need to call some health agency, or I need to call something, somebody because they close at a certain time, then I need to have that on my reminders, like call them by 12 or call them when I get home. So yeah, that's very helpful because it will remind me, um, it remind me at the time and just send the notification to my phone. Um, I don't have everything on my Google calendar. Like I referenced earlier, like I don't have every single thing like my to-do list because I, like having so many things to do and having it in one place, like the Google, like Google app, um, Google calendar app can be overwhelming. So I don't need every, I don't need to have 10 things on there every day. Two or three things is fine. Um, so yeah. And lastly, um, so this app is less, uh, it's less traditional, but the Chick-fil-A app, <laughs> um, don't laugh at me guys, but the Chick-fil-A app is one of my favorite apps because for the past four years that I've used the app, I always get free meals. So just for using the app, like if I wanted to order fries, I wanted to do curbside. I never, first of all, y'all that can sit in the drive through line shout out to you i guess y'all are not hungry because chick-fil-a lines be long i pull up do my curbside or i go inside and pick up my food after i've ordered it on the app and go <laughs> i don't have time to wait for 30 minutes to an hour to eat so um especially during COVID, no so um yeah just for using the app it will always i always get the owners of the different chick-fil-a's i get i go to they'll always send me free stuff so it's helpful because on days where you want to just, you know, you're budgeting and stuff and you want to eat a free meal, it's there on the app. It'll tell you you can get free fries, a free drink, a free sandwich. Use the app. Free food. Simple. <laughs> so I almost forgot 
one of the most productive apps. I just don't know how I almost forgot, but basically Pinterest. Um, Pinterest has been around for a long time, but I don't know. I just, I don't want to say I wasn't using it right, but I just, I wasn't utilizing it to the best of my ability. I use Pinterest for everything. I literally use it to plan my life. Um, it's helped me a lot with planning outfits, um, seeing how different pieces look together or different colors look together, or if I want a specific dress for my birthday or an event, um, just kind of looking that up. Most, more importantly, it helps me a lot with um, my meal prepping. So a lot of times um, I will be looking for recipes and you know, you can even read the reviews of like the website that you find from Pinterest to see, um, you can read the reviews. Also, if a lot of people made it, it will show up under like, as soon as you click on the picture, it'll show up underneath, um, people's pictures of the food and their reviews of the food to see if it's something that you would want to make, or if there's any suggestions, like you'd add less salt, you'd add more sugar and stuff like that. But yes, it's helped me so much with planning out my meals. Um, I have a board like an African section. I have a breakfast section. I have um, like fruit punches I'd want to make if I had a little something in the house. I have a meal prepping section. I have desserts I'd like to try. So I think it's so productive. I learned a lot of things and I found a lot of new recipes. Um, I wasn't a big fan of cooking, but in 2020, I grew to enjoy it. Um, I have a workout board. I have a nails board. So if I go get my nails done, like what I would want my nail tech to do. Um, I have different ways of how I'd like to organize my apartment and that's what helped me actually, um, like do my, I did my patio furniture over the summer, um, and got a lot of outdoor furniture and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, every single thing is on here. Um, and it's just a great way to organize things in a virtual space. You know, I don't need all these papers or anything all over my desk when it's, I don't say papers cause maybe you can actually find some of these things in magazines, but it's better for me virtually. So Yes, do not sleep on Pinterest. Everything is there. So go ahead and add me on there. I'm going to go ahead and link my Pinterest page at the end of this podcast episode. Um, so I mentioned earlier that, you know, you want to have a way to track, um, you know, your budget. So I think that um, I've, I've put together a couple of things that you can use to track your budget. You do not want to go into the new year, you know, not managing your finances well, at least having a grip of where your money is going is very important to everyone's financial journey. Um, of course, you know, I've mentioned that, you know, personal finance is personal, but there are some things overall that we can do generally to kind of know what's happening with our finances. So, um, if you've listened to my podcast episode about, um, finances, I've referenced, um, two of these things before. So the every dollar app and mint mint is more, uh, flexible, in terms of your spending, like it, every dollar doesn't have to be assigned to a place. Um, but every dollar, the every dollar app is very, um, meticulous in how you track your finances. And that's what I needed. And that's what I still use. Um, but I need that app because I need to like, if I set a food budget for a hundred dollars a month to like eat out, I need to make sure that all of my transactions add up to that amount and are not going over that amount. And if it is going over that amount, how I can fix that for the next month. Um, So that's helpful for me. Um, These apps have free versions and they have versions that you pay for. Um, Sometimes just think about the things you want to invest in. I do pay for the um, app because if I don't pay for the app, then I have to manually enter in my transactions. Um, and I don't have time for that. I need it to already be populated there for me to just drag it. (laughs) So that's helpful for me. 
Um, so some other things I found were um, you need a budget.com. Um, I haven't used this app before, so I'm not sure how it works, but basically it looks like it works like every dollar where it's saying that um, you you waste 100% of the money that you don't know where it's going. So I kind of like that motto. Um, but yeah, that is another way you can track your budget. And if you want to be a little less strict with tracking your budget um, and finances, um, there's Google spreadsheets and like the Microsoft spreadsheets. When I first tried to learn how to budget, I used this four years ago. It wasn't really mm, that productive for me um, because I just didn't even remember to go in and once again, manually add in every single transaction. So, um, but that is a way if you just kind of want to maybe look at your expenses every month or look at your bills, you can go ahead and like, you know, save that to your computer. Um, and lastly, I have here, you know, um, bank, your bank mobile budgeting. So everyone's bank should, I don't want to like, I even, this is a very general statement, but, um, with the banks I've used in the past, um, I have, they all have budgeting tools incorporated into them. So, um, it already sees how much you spend. So it categorizes it for you, like food, entertainment, stuff like that. It will have like a pie, I think it's called a pie chart and with different colors and it'll just show you where you've already spent the money. So you don't have any work to do. Some of these apps will let you know, um, some of these apps will ask you if you want to set a budget, like, if it's for entertainment, do you want to have an amount that you don't want to go over? And if you're close to going over that amount, and if you're close to going over that amount, then it will send you an alert to let you know like, hey, you are going over your spending for X, Y, Z. So I think that is, um, you know, a helpful way to go ahead and track your budget. So next, um, I want to go ahead and talk about smart goals. Um, I did talk about it in my very, very last podcast, so I'm going to kind of just go over that real quickly. So SMART Goals um, is actually what really helped me throughout 2020, and SMART Goals is an acronym um, for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, Slash Relevant, and Time Bound. And so, um, so in the beginning of the podcast, I said that, yeah, if you have a goal that you want to achieve, like, you know, break it down into seasons or three or four things that, you know, you want to work on. But if you just say that during, um, you know, like in 2018, for example, sorry, or 2019, I had some things I wanted to work on, but I didn't really have a specific way to attack it. I don't really think those things got uh, accomplished. I think one or two of those things might have gotten accomplished um, but I wasn't diligently working on it, like how I've learned to work on my goals now. So, um, you are basically putting, uh, you're holding yourself accountable for each of these goals that you set. And you could, you could, I think what's helpful is accountability, you know, letting someone know like a trusted friend or family member that these are things you want to go ahead and accomplish in this time. Um, and they can like follow up with you and check up on you, but um, basically for, um, I'll go ahead and give my podcast as an example, because that is something I started in 2020, but I actually had been working on the podcast for a year before that. Um, I already had that as an idea of something I wanted to do. Um, so I took the m different times to figure out 
my research about like you know what did I want to name it if someone else had the name and stuff like that you know um how often I wanted to come out with a podcast what I want my topics to be about what do I want the theme of the podcast to be about what kind of guests do I want to have on here um and most importantly when do I want to start the podcast um for me I thought I was going to start the podcast six months before I did um because when that time period came up in my life I was super busy and I wanted to rest and I didn't want to just um, half do something and just throw it out there wanted to be completely prepared um, so it took me a little bit longer than expected um, but when I had the podcast um, I didn't just say I want to pot like well at first I originally started off and said oh I want a podcast but to become more diligent in actually producing this podcast I had to use these smart goals and get specific with exactly what did I want to name my podcast it's not just going to be called podcast um, I had to set out different uh different tasks to find out you know what did it mean to have a podcast and stuff like that was this something attainable is this something that I can actually do is this a kind of goal that is like oh I want to meet Beyonce next year it might not work it might not be possible it might not be attainable um isn't it and same thing with realistic like is this something that can happen is it relevant to my purpose and my is it purpose is it um relevant to my well-being is it something that's going to continue to you know further me and my purpose um and is it something that I can attain in a certain amount of time like I, I have a goal of buying a house one day is that something that might happen this year probably not but I can say in the next five years if or three years or whatever years I decide if I do x y and z it'll be me it will make me more prepared to be a homeowner so um, those are some um, ways that you can keep tabs of your goals. Don't just say, oh, I want to be, um, you know, financially, uh, not financially independent, but I want to be um, debt free without actually um, sitting there and looking at what it takes to be debt free and assigning a time to that. Um, in my last podcast, Tavares um, talked about these smart goals and, you know, said, if you want to lose 30 pounds in 90 days, you have to sit down and say, okay, in the first month, this is what I need to do. In the second month, this is what I need to do and break it down by, okay, in order for me to lose, you know, 30 pounds in 90 days, that means I need to lose two pounds per week. What does that mean? That means I need to eat this, that, and a third. And that way you'll, you'll be, you're not going to be surprised after 90 days if you've lost the weight because you've actually put in the work and you knew exactly what it took. And if something isn't working, you can always come back and reevaluate um, and decide how you need to adjust. But um, I highly recommend this as a way to track your goals for the new year. Um, some other things that I wanted to go ahead and discuss was, um, you know, as the new year rolls in, um, by the time you're listening to this, it is actually the new year. Um, you know, check your credit report and your credit score. They're not the same thing. Um, so there are apps like Credit Karma, which I utilize, and I think does a really good job. It's pretty accurate to what I've seen out there in terms of the credit score. Um, so I have it on my phone. It sends me alerts if anything changes, good or bad or whatever. But get into the habit of regularly checking those things because you don't want to be caught off guard when something bad happens and you're unaware of it or it's a mistake and something that needs to be disputed. So your credit report is different from your credit score. They kind of work hand in hand, but a credit report um, 
basically gives you a rundown of every single account that you have, whether it's student loans, whether it's credit cards, and gives you the history of every single bill you've paid if it was late, um, any remarks from the creditors and things like that. And it builds on every single year that you've had it. And I know my credit has been in a, like in existence for the last six or seven years. So everything I've done in the list, last six or seven years is on my credit report. If I've changed my address, if I've changed the job, if I've opened a credit card account, those things are there. And I can monitor it to make sure that if somebody is messing with my identity, like I can see that stuff. Um, so if you want to check it a few times a year, like Credit Karma is something you can literally check every day. It doesn't affect your credit. Um, but I found annualcreditreport.com to be helpful because it gives you um, a free credit report per year. Um, and it gives you one with Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. One of mine, I think for Experian, was 52 pages. So <laughs> I downloaded all of those things. They were free. But I have to go through them and just make sure everything that's, you know, recent is, you know, correct. Um, and make sure I don't have anything to dispute. Um, and then uh, your credit score is the actual number um, that your credit report reflects. So if you know your credit is like in the 500s or 600s and you want to get it up, um, you can, you know, look at what may be on your credit report that's affecting or pre preventing you from getting a higher credit score than you want. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and get into the a habit of checking those things and annualcreditreport.com um, has something listed on their website that they're giving free reports until April. So you like may be able to get more than one and maybe able to check it periodically because of COVID they're extending that they're offering that extension. So um, yeah, I'll go over there and check that. Um, and then I have for, so basically following up with the credit stuff, if you do find anything that is uh, questionable and stuff like that, I highly recommend Xander, Xander Identity Theft. It's called XanderIDtheft.com. Um, and basically any single thing you do online, anything that you do period with your name, your social, your phone number, your address pops up on here. If you create an email address, if you created an Instagram, if you created something pops up on here because somebody can easily take your account and do something with it, not just bank account, but something else with it for malicious reasons. And I want to know the activity that's going on behind my name. Um, so it's better that you can track it before something goes on too long and then it'd be a little bit later for you to catch up with it at that point. Um, and from Xander Identity Theft, that's where I was able to find the annualcreditreport.com as a resource to check my credit. Um, and then it lists the do not call list as a resource of, you know, scam, like the scam likely numbers that call you and stuff like that. So yeah, be on top of your, like checking your identity activity because yeah, we are, we've now progressed more into a digital space and there's a lot of positives that come with that, but also a lot of negatives um, for people that like hackers that are just literally out here stealing your information. So I highly recommend that. Um, so all of these things that I've listed so far in this podcast are, um, you know, people have asked me, like I've done uh, story questions like, hey, what do you want, um, you know, on the podcast and things like that. And um, these are these are they, they but po this podcast is the answer to some of your questions about, you know, how I am able to stay on top of my goals or how am I able to stay focused. Um, so, yeah, just a quick recap. Um, I would say split the year like you would into seasons, um, three to four areas you can realistically improve on. Prepare for your life, not your job. Um, you know, incorporate some produ productivity apps into your daily routine or monthly routine or however, but incorporate that into your life. Um, get on a budget and, you know, have a way of managing where you're spending your money. Uh, 
create smart goals and not just goals that are not able to be tracked um, in a decent manner um, or a productive manner. So um, and then, you know, have a way of checking your credit report um, history and checking your credit score as well as monitoring your identity to make sure that like, you know, nothing crazy is going on. Um, so, yeah, get into the habit of doing that regularly throughout the year. And lastly, I'm just going to go ahead and leave with you guys um, some lessons that I learned um, in 2020. Uh, and basically, um, my first one I have here is sometimes you got to leave people where they are. Um, I got into some, I don't want to say situations, but a couple of uh, people I encountered in 2020 that I probably didn't need to encounter because I had left them in the past. And, you know, when we're all sitting at home, you know, you get bored, you start overthinking things. Um, you know, sometimes you need to be vigilant and, you know, have discernment about the people that you allow into your life and back into your space. So sometimes you got to leave people where they are. They may reach out to you and you can acknowledge that or decide not to acknowledge it, but you have power over who is in your life. Um, I would say 2020 was a, was a clear vision year that I needed, um, in terms of us having the 2020 vision, of course, it was unexpected in a lot of ways, but it has been fruitful in terms of um, it being a year bringing a lot of clarity to my purpose, which I am working on on a constant daily basis. And I hope I can fill you guys in on that um, in the near future. So it was a clear year for me. Um, and I do not take away from those that have experienced a lot of loss or a lot of you know, negative things that happened to them. But um, I just want to go ahead and say that, yeah, it was a, a year that I needed. Um, it was a uh, more of a resting year for me, like trying to figure out next moves, but it turned out to be more than fruitful. Um, I would encourage you that you are more than your accomplishments. So, you know, always take time to, you know, recognize yourself and your well-being and focus on that because we are more than the things that other people see that we accomplish. So something I learned in late 2019 that I actually incorporated in 2020 because I started my life coaching um, journey in 2019. So I actually got to Im implement a lot of these things in uh, 2020 and uh, was basically comparing myself to myself. So compare yourself to yourself um, and not others. Um, we see so much on social media. We see so much like <laughs> like I mean, the ending of 20. 20 there was a high volume of engagements and congrats to everybody out there getting like engaged I'm, I, I'm really happy and you know I'm happy I'm in a good place to feel happy and not feel other things but um you know as we see people's best moments being posted online we don't see their worst moments so um just make sure that you are comparing yourself to where you were in January and in September you'll measure your own growth and not measure um someone else's growth and trying to like match their growth because you're not on the same journey so I highly encourage um encourage y'all to like you know use that to look introspectively into yourselves but it was a lesson that carried me very well in 2020 if I don't take care of myself who will and um take care of yourself starting from the inside then outward Another thing, the lesson that we learned this year was we can work from home. <laughs> All those jobs that said you couldn't work from home, it's possible to, you know, work from home. So, yeah, that was a good lesson. And lastly, um, there's always enough uh, room for you. So you can make your own seat at, the, at your own table. Um, 
for me, I'm always going to refer to this podcast because it's been a blessing to me. And I know it's been a blessing to some of you guys, but you can, if you don't, if there's an area or a niche that you want to focus on and you don't see an area for it, create it for yourself. You don't have to wait for someone else to create it for you. So yeah, those are some things, um, lessons learned in 2020. Um, I'm so, I don't know if I want to share, you know, exactly what I'm working on for 2021, but if I feel compelled to share, I'll do it in a later podcast or like a candy with Kibo moment. Um, but yeah, I hope this podcast is able to help you be productive this year and organize your year in a, um, you know, in a good way, um, and have you be able to basically come back and track things in a proper way so that you can hold yourself accountable and, you know, have accountability as well. So enjoy the new year. Happy new year. And I'm really, um, I'm really wishing to hear uh, fruitful things uh, that will happen this year from you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Candid with Kibo. If you enjoy this podcast and you're not subscribed, subscribe on whatever platform that you're on so that you always know when a new podcast is coming before I announce it on my social media. Also, share this with your friends, your family, rate this podcast if you have not already. We're all students in the game called life, and in order to do it with ease, we need to seek out the most information we can to master it. As I'm having these candid moments with you, take a moment this week to get candid with yourself. As always, I could be found on social media at Candid with Kibo and my personal Instagram page, Kibo Betts, K-I-B-O-B-E-T-T-S. All notes will be linked below in the show notes in the description. So if you have any questions or concerns, you can follow up there or send me an email to candidwithkibo at gmail.com.